Welcome to episode number 80 of the Relentless Courage podcast with Dr. Doug Broman. Today, Doug and I talk about the Bay of Indifference, a term I had heard a while back and couldn't stop thinking about it, so I thought I would talk to Doug and figured I'd share that conversation with you as well. We talk about personal as well as professional Bay of Indifference, and I ask him four questions. What is it? How to avoid it? how to get out if you find yourself there, and how does it change as a season of life changes. Doug is a graduate of Northwestern College of Chiropractic in 1986. Nearly three decades ago, Dr. Broman became registered in acupuncture by the Minnesota Board of Chiropractic Examiners. He attends his church and serves there. He also serves the Maple Grove Rotary Club, as well as having served as president of the Minnesota Chiropractic Association. We've known Doug for a long time, years, uh, decades actually, and uh, I was really looking forward to this conversation. I'm hopeful that I was able to do uh, the opportunity to talk with him like this justice, and I'm hopeful that those listening will take something away from Doug and the wisdom that he brings to um, just the world around him and uh, beyond. All right, we are here with Dr. Doug Broman, been a chiropractor in the Maple Grove community for 30, Five. 35 years now. Yeah, it's crazy. That's incredible. I know it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's amazing. It's... And uh, we've been, my mom works for you, so it's been, uh, I've been very close to the clinic and your professional career, as well as just uh, gotten to know you very well. And I respect and admire you, and thank you for being here to. Well, Share what you know, or some of what you know, with the people on the other end of the camera. Absolutely, it's a privilege to be here, John. And super. Yeah, and I've seen you grow up since you were just a little kid, and it's exciting. This is fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Good. Yeah. Thank you. All right. So, what we're going to talk about today, really, well, it's got to be related to you know, your professional life, but it's related outside of that as well. The Bay of Indifference. I heard that term. My mom mentioned it to me. I was talking to her that my biggest fear, one of my biggest fears is um, just complacency mm-hmm. and just not moving anymore, just like stopping and settling and right. not continuing to move. And uh, she mentioned that you said uh, you had a phrase that you like to use, the Bay of Indifference. Right. And that that was a year or so ago and I haven't stopped thinking about it. So yeah. I'm excited to hear more. Yeah. So what is the Bay of Indifference? Well... You know, a little background probably needs to be uh, painted to, to understand what is the Bay of Indifference. I think any in, whether you're in a professional career, in your personal life, you know, there's there's goals and there's direction and there's purpose. Um, and uh, years ago, I was in a, a business management course and they talked about, you know, what's the number one reason that people will leave a business? Mm. Whether it's, you know, a restaurant a doctor's office, uh, a health club, fitness studio, you know, what is the number one reason that people leave? And most people think, well, it's money, you know, it's cost or it's convenience or it's, you know, the people who work there, etc. And um, this guy drove home. He said that, you know, the number one reason that people will leave a business is the perception of indifference. Hmm. Whether it's the person who's serving you your meal or it's, you know, the flight attendant who's 
getting you your, you know, your nuts and your coffee or, you know, yeah. just the perception, not even that the person is indifferent, yeah. but the perception that they are indifferent mm. to whatever it is that you're in, engaged in. Yeah. So, you know, over the 35 years of practice, we've done these, these team building, uh, things, we call them jam sessions where yeah. we take a half a day and we, we get together as a group and we think about how do we do better? How do we serve our patients better? How do we make our clinic more impactful to yes. changing people's lives? Yeah. Whether it's chiropractic or nutrition or, you know, uh, wellness care. Um, and, and when we talk about it, it's like sometimes we can drift into the bay of indifference mm. where the rudder in the ship is pointing in a certain direction you know, and the wind stops blowing and, you know, and it's just, you're kind of floundering. Yeah. And, and I think the Bay of Indifference is a metaphor for, for being indifferent and you don't even know that you're there. Right. You just know you're off course. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's, uh, that's pretty powerful Mm -hmm. because it oftentimes happens so slowly, right? Yes. And insidiously. Yeah. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. the jam sessions are built to bring that bring that back bring people away from that place and and keep the fre- the freshness in, in the direction right right out of the bay yep and you know we talk a lot about key values and um, what is our mission what's our vision and you know one of the things that I've learned is that if you don't love the dream if you're not passionate about what you're doing it's really easy to be indifferent mm for any yeah. of us. Yeah. I don't care what you do. Right. Yeah. So how do you avoid it? Um as a I business think, and, and, and as an individual. Yeah, and as an individual. You know, uh, it's not always easy to right. avoid. I think for me personally, uh, in my personal life, I avoid the the bay of indifference by having regular Check-ins, you know, um, as a person of faith, I start my morning out with prayer yeah. and devotions mm. and think about, okay, what does my day look like? You know, what am I grateful for? Just kind of setting your mindset and being intentional about the direction, whether it's your relationship with your wife, your physical fitness, yeah. what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, right? what, you know, what you're going to engage in, um, being purposeful, being mindful of having a direction yeah you know one of the uh, guys that spoke at a conference that i was just at last weekend he talked about he said our direction determines our destiny mm. you know and that's kind of a powerful statement in the sense that you know you can be are you going to la or are you going to new york are you heading east or are you heading west yeah you have to have a direction yeah and you know just being mindful of whether it's being positive or negative right being fearful or being faith filled you know what are the parameters that affect our direction right so you spend time mapping out where you're going to go before you move right that's one of the things that that, and i'm i can personally uh, my wife and i journal and Mm -hmm. we every anniversary we've been married 38 years every anniversary we go up the north shore we do a lot of hiking uh, around you know the Grand Marais area, we just oh, yeah. love the outdoors. It makes us come alive, and and we we think about, we pray about, you know what what's what's next. We look at last year and what the challenges were that we faced, 
And then we look at what's ahead and we say, you know, what are our goals mm-hmm. personally as a couple? And, yeah. and we write them down. We maybe don't even look at them for another year. Right. But they're there. Yeah. And personally, that's helped. I think professionally, it's yeah. these jam sessions for sure. that we do as a clinic uh, every six months um, where we, you know, set up a certain specific topic yeah. of how we can serve our patients better, how we can be more intentional about how we run our practice. Yeah. So that kind of keeps you out of the bay of indifference. Having direction. Yes. Yes. Well, what if you find yourself there? If you get by, I, I say there's three ways. When my daughter plays basketball. Mm-hmm. I say there's three ways you can play the game. You can play ahead of the game where you're seeing things before anyone else does. Right. You're playing in the game, which you're an average player, or you're playing behind the game right. where things are happening before you see and you're, uh, you're getting beat consistently. So I feel like um, if you're stuck in the bay of indifference, you're playing behind the game. Yeah. So how would you say, what's the best way to get back ahead of the game uh, as, as efficiently and quickly as possible so you don't end up getting too comfortable there? Right. Well, one of the things that we do, and this is something that your mother has been instrumental mm. in Broman Chiropractic, we have metrics. Sure. Okay, metrics are where you measure everything. You measure how many new patients did you see in March? Yeah. How many patient visits did you have? What were your gross services? Mm. What were your gross collections? Um, metrics don't lie. No. And a good friend of mine who's actually a Harvard business grad, he said, you know, metrics, you have to measure, you have to monitor, and you have to modify. Modify. Change. Change. Yeah. Because if, if you look at the metrics and they're not what you want them to be or yeah, let's yeah. say you're drifting right and you're flat you're not progressing you're not improving or let's say you're you're going backwards yeah um how do we look at that you know and i think maybe on a personal level you don't you know there's it's hard to say there's metrics on your personal life i mean you can look at your the weight when you step on the scale right you can look at uh you know your bank account how am i doing on my financial goals sure you know, so there are metrics that, you know, but, but a lot of, per, with personal life, a lot of it's just more um, altruistic. It's like, am I, am I the person that I want to be Sure. in various areas? Yeah. So it's harder to measure yeah. that. And identifying ways that you can write the ship in those areas. Exactly. But I think a lot of it just takes taking time to self-reflect. Right. Say, am I really good with where I'm at? Yeah. Or like, for instance, today, you know, I know you're into fitness. I was at Orange Theory and there's this dude who is just ripped. And I felt like walking over to him and saying, what do you eat? Do you eat like tuna fish three times a day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you are just freaking ripped. And I'm like, I'm carrying an extra 10 pounds from COVID and probably had a little too many chips. And, you know, those are some of the personal metrics where am I drifting into the Bay of Indifference? Yes. I know that we as Americans... You know, the average American gained 10 to 15 pounds during the pandemic. Right. Because our coping skills maybe gravitated towards food. Yeah. Rather than exercise. Yeah. Boring. Yeah. Easy to do. Yeah. So anyway, I'm kind of rambling. Wow. No, that's that's exactly right. That's kind of, uh, that's where, that. like I said, that's like my biggest fear is personally getting complacent and falling into those patterns yep. 
that will just continue to multiply and eventually just everything just kind of shuts off and I don't want I don't want that right at all right and so I guess you know as I think about it I think self-reflection and self-awareness yes is really key to know if you are in the bay of indifference Mm. and then okay so I'm, I'm there what do I do to get out of there so you gotta have your own little personal jam session yes yeah exactly right yeah your own come to Jesus talk with yourself. <laughs> be <laughs> That's real. What I call it. Be real. Yeah. Well. You have. Yeah. To. Yeah. Um, and I mean, shoot. You think there's all kinds of things that we think about that we desire, um, you know, and um, you know it's interesting. I'm I'm kind of I just turned sixty. I'm kind of semi-retired. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm working less. My son is taking over, and I did a I did a class on um, wellness at my Rotary Club and it was all about statistics from the American you know perspective and it was all stuff from NIH CDC it was you know obesity rates high blood pressure diabetes heart disease cancer just all the things that are really wreaking havoc on the health of the American public yeah and during that time as I was putting together this PowerPoint, it really made me reflect on, you know, health is really a precious thing. Mm -hmm. You have to just really fight hard to guard and protect it. Yeah. I mean, you're into the fitness and wellness industry and what you do, John. Um, And as I was doing my, my talk, uh, I, uh, I was grabbing breakfast and and a guy kind of interrupted me in line and he says, you know, Broman, he said, I'm a financial planner. And he said, I deal with people's retirement every day. Mm. And he said, let me tell you, it's never about money. It's about health. Wow. You know, because we spend so much of our energy, at least at my age, you know, do I I have enough for retirement? Have I saved enough? What's my 401k look like? What's Social Security look like? And it's like, you can really be a good steward with your finances, but what about your personal health? Sure. And... Yeah. You know, where are our priorities? Where's that rudder directing? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, priorities. Mm-hmm. It's what's important to us. Mm-hmm. Not only now, but we have to kind of see what's going to be important to us and, and invest in those things. Right. And, when, and health you still is, can. And health is something that yeah. you can have all the money in the world. Right. But if you don't have good health because you've neglected or you've... Yeah. Maybe drifted into the Bay of Indifference. Right. It's tough to get out of there. Yeah. Yeah. So I got one more question, then we can talk about whatever. Sure. How does the... You've been on this earth longer than me. Uh, How does the Bay of Indifference, the pull of the peace and quiet and calm waters, pull at us differently at different stages of our lives? Got it. That's a great question. Um, How does it change? You know, I think I think that when you're in your 20s and 30s, you're, you're, you're driven, you're motivated, you have tons of energy. Mm. But you've also got little kids if you have a family. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of demands and sometimes you just power through it. Yeah. You're just like uh, Jim Dobson's an author I used to read a lot of and he would call it straight life. You know, you're mowing the grass, 
you're paying the bills, you're taking care of the kids. It's like it's it's all encompassing. Yeah. As you age and as you go into the next season of life where your kids are more independent, yeah. you know, through high school their friends become more of an issue and you find you and your spouse are a little bit more like on your own. And then there's the empty nest. Um I think that the drive doesn't have to be as much sure. as you get older. Yeah. Um, I mean, I used to power through and do 12 hours of yard work yeah. in the spring. Wow. And no problem. Uh-huh. Now it's like, you know, I'll work four to six hours. And I'm like, you know, I'm good. Yeah. I'm going to... I'm going to sit down and have a beer and relax <laughs> right. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you're not as, you know, and there is time for rest. Yes. You know, um, you know, Sabbath is kind of a concept in the Judeo-Christian ethic that talks about how we need rest. Mm. You can't be just go, go, go all the time either. And it's valuable to have rest. So I think as the seasons of life go further, your priorities change. Mm. Your drive is maybe a little bit less, but I think you're wiser and maybe you're a little bit more dialed into what really is important. Yeah, okay. And you've learned through the scenes of life that, you know, this is really a lot less important than I used to think. Right. And yeah. I don't know if that makes yeah. sense. Um, yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. It still comes back to the same thing. You just have to... You have to be intentional with where you spend your energy and your time. Right. It's a little harder, uh, or maybe you just have a little more energy when you're younger. So you don't you don't uh, spend as much energy deciding where you're going to spend it. Yes. But as you get older, you start to realize, well, if I'm a little smarter about this, I might be able to get more done in less time, or yeah. if I spread it out, it would be more enjoyable. Right. Um, more fun. Yep. And, and there's time for, you know, um, I think too, uh, like one thing with the pandemic that, you know, somebody asked, my son was asking me, you know, what did you learn during the pandemic? Mm. And um, I said, you know, it was like my world became smaller. I isolated more because I didn't want to expose my patients yeah. to the virus and by being careless. Yeah. So my world came smaller. It was like my family. And my work. Yeah. And my exercise. You know, I'd go to Orange Theory and that was my community. Right. I, you know, we were wearing masks on the treadmill for a while. Um, but the priorities became more clear. Sure. It was about my family. Yeah. It was about my kids, my grandkids, mm. and my work. And it was like, I missed some of my friendships that yeah. I didn't really get to hang with. Yeah. But it was okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I don't know if that... No, that, yeah, that's... And I think as you get older, maybe your priorities, um, they change. Yeah. They change. Yeah, you just kind of are, are hustling after the things that you realize don't matter that much anymore. Right. Yeah. And you find out what does matter. Sure. You're like, you know, you and I, we know I love to golf and I love to fish. Yes, you do. And the, the common thing of that, it's about relationship. Sure. It's about being with somebody. With people, yeah. 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 Are the, fit, are the crappies biting yet? I don't know. We, you know, they there's, there's, there's still a... There's still ice on the lake. There's a, there's a foot of ice on Bay Lake still. So, no. Probably so we're not opening until May 13th. My goodness. After our jam session. After the jam session. Yep. So, okay. <laughs> let's talk about that. Okay. I do um, marathons. And one of the, the reasons I do it, this is uh, underneath the 
in the Nourish program underneath the exercise pillar of health and success. Sure. There's an action challenge that says um, train for something or a series of things. And the reason that I do that, and this kind of goes to what you're saying, because the timing matters of when you take your breaks. Right. You schedule your jam session prior to uh, a period of rest, essentially. Mm-hmm. And does that, do you do that so that that session can soak in? Or is it because, for one of the reasons I do, I have a race on Friday, so I'm kind of hyper-focused this week. Right. I like to do the, get some, you know, high-focus work done leading up to these big events. Opening the cabin's a big event. Right. So you're probably just excited and get ready to get after it. And have you done that similarly, uh, things like that, on, on purpose right. in the past too? Yes. I, okay. And, you know, a lot of it comes from my dad was, my dad loved to play. Mm. Loved to play. However, I also learned from him that you got to work before you play. Sure. And when I went to college, he gave me a... a a little hand-drawn sign that one of his friends was an artist created and it said the wishbone will never replace the backbone mm. yeah which you know i mean absolutely being a chiropractor the backbone was kind right. of a, a little bit of a yeah but it was sort of like the message of that was you have to work for things you, you can't wish for things yes you know and and he also taught me that you have to love what you do if you love what you do you'll be good at it Right. And if you do love it, you will be. Yeah. And I think that's true of, you know, whatever you do. Mm. If there's not the passion, if there's not the love for what you do, it's really easy to be ordinary. Yeah, that's where the bay lives. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, work hard, work hard, play hard. But okay. remember the order. Yeah. Work Get your work done first. All right. Yeah. All right. That's good advice. Yeah. yeah. To anyone, no matter how old yeah. or young we are. Yeah, and my, my wife, she's German. She is a worker bee. Mm. She has helped me yeah. to uh, overcome the desire to play. Desire to play. Yeah. So that I get my work done first. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, that always helps. It does. I mean... For sure. Yeah. yeah. So Good. Yeah. Um, that was really good to talk to you. Yeah. I don't know if you have anything else you'd like to add. Hmm. You know, I think, I think that when I think about the Bay of Indifference and the personal journey of life, I mean, you can't be too hard on yourself mm. because sometimes I think we are, we don't give ourselves enough grace. But I think that we live in a world that is so busy and fast paced and driven that oftentimes that quiet time uh, to do self-reflection, to just be still, mm. is a lost art. Yeah, it feels and I, like and a I, waste of time. You know, and it does. It and and you know, and I get to on my kids about you know technology and yeah. Facebook and Instagram and yeah. emails and all this stuff that we never had to deal with when I was a kid. Yeah, that those distractions weren't there. Distractions. Yeah, and I and I think that that just remembering that the. The art of solitude, the art of self-reflection. Yeah. Whether you want to call it meditation, contemplative prayer, whatever you know, whatever your spiritual bend is. Yeah. Taking that time. Um, people who are extraordinary, people who achieve and are successful in becoming who they want to be. Mm. I think they take that time. Yeah. 
the mentors that I've seen before me that I'm like, this guy's really dialed in. Right. He's very intentional. Yeah. Why is that? Well, you know, that was the guy who taught me, you know, go go away and be quiet on your anniversary. Yeah. Reflect on God's goodness in the past. Yes. Look forward to the future and say, you know, what, what do we want to do? What are our goals? Which direction do we want to take this ship? Yeah. This Broman family that, right. that I'm, you know, the patriarch of. Yeah. Okay, so a follow-up to that. There, is it like the busyness and the chaos is so everywhere. It's not usual anymore, and maybe ever, mm-hmm. to, to, re, to reflect yep. and slow down. And how do you, you have to be intentional about it. You, you have to do that when people tell you that it's not the way to go. Right. Um, so you just have to, like, be different? I think, I think you have, it, I think it comes with intention. Yeah. You know, um, you know, like I said earlier, your direction determines your destiny. We're all going in a direction. Yeah. Some east, some west, some north, some south. But you have to realize that, is this the direction that I want to be? Mm-hmm. And realize that it takes time to, to decide where do I want to go? You know, what do I want to do with my business? with my personal life, with my marriage, with, with time with my kids or my grandkids. Yeah. Um, you know, I remember years ago, there was a guy who told me that uh, there was a, a surgeon in Chicago who was a, a Catholic guy. And he said he would get up every morning at 5.30 and he would go to the church and he would ask the priest to bless his hands before he went to work. Mm. And I remember thinking, 5.30, man, that's freaking early. Who does that? Um, and I don't go to a church and ask a priest to bless my hands. Yeah. But I get up every morning at 5.30. Yeah. Even though I don't have to be to work till 7. Right. You know, I have my coffee. I wake up slow. I spend some time praying, thinking about, okay, what's today got? Yeah. Um, and not that I got it. I mean, there's a lot of people who have a lot more intentionality than I do, but, but I, I think that the, the, the thing that sets people apart who are intentional about the direction of their life is they, they do take that time hmm. whenever, whenever they can, find but, it. but it has to be, you know, something where, okay, I'm not going to be checking my email. I'm not going to be looking at Facebook. I'm not yeah. going to be looking at the text messages. I'm not going to be watching the news. Right. I'm not going to be listening to, you know, music. Um, so, yeah. I just keep asking questions. Yeah. Is that willpower or is that habits? Both. Willpower to get it going, habits to yep. keep it moving? Yep. I would say, too, when, when, when Jeannie and I do our retreats of solitude for our anniversary... We hike a lot. Yeah. And there's nothing like being in nature. Right. That, I mean, I love nature. I love the smell of the yeah. pine trees and the blue sky. And mm-hmm. It just makes me feel closer to, to God. It makes me feel closer to being intentional and kind of away from all this tech stuff yeah. that draws us away right. from. 
and those are times when a lot of the thoughts about okay, what what what, what do we hope for this year? Hmm. What do we what, where where's our rudder leading? Yeah, and um, so being intentional, being disciplined, making it a priority, both. Yeah, all and, of the above. Yeah. Good. But it's different for everybody. I mean, yeah. some people may, they may go, for, like when you run, I'm sure you really think when yeah. you run. I do. I There's a lot of time. I could handle more because I like where my head goes when I get deep into those races. It becomes so f- clear. The moment directly in front of you is all you have the capacity to think about. Yeah. And it's difficult to get there. It's hard work to get to that place for me. Because you're on these terrains. You've really got to be looking at the Superior Hiking Trail, yeah. so up on the North Shore. Sure, sure. Yeah. But even not, the distance will put you there in and of itself. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, you don't need the footing, but the footing adds to it for sure. Yeah, it's another level of engagement. Right, right. Yeah. Yep. Because, like, I know when I used to run, I mean, I'm, I don't run as much as I eat, but I used to love running. That was the best part is just kind of zoning out. Yes. Getting into a state of, like, daydreaming. Right. Praying. Wondering, yes, about whatever. There's nothing to interrupt your thoughts. Yeah, you're distraction free. Awesome. Yes, awesome is right. Yeah, good. So yeah, that was that was great. Yeah, I think uh, I think we're done. Okay. I don't have like a amazing closing uh, way to wrap things up. I think you pretty much just did it. Yeah, and you know it's like I said, it's different for everybody. Um, I I certainly don't claim to have. The corner on the market on avoiding the bay of indifference in life, but I think just acknowledging that being indifferent isn't really a good thing, right? Um, for any of us, yeah. And that uh, if you want to avoid it, it takes some discipline and maybe some some self awareness. Uh, yeah. Cool. That, that's perfect. Mm-hmm. So thank you for being here. My pleasure. Great to talk yeah. with you. It's fun. We'll have to get out and... Uh, well, good luck with your race this... Uh, some yeah, do some crappie fishing. I'll let you know when the ice goes out. All right. Get you and Raji up there. Sounds good. Yeah. All right, Doug. Cool. Thank you, sir. All right. Let me shut this thing down. That's cool. And then I'll edit it out. Yeah. So... Relentless courage. I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. Dr. Broman has been a family friend for many years, decades actually, and has served the Minneapolis and surrounding communities with integrity and professionalism for more than 35 years. To get in touch with Broman Chiropractic, call 763-420-8595. Live with relentless courage.